All right, wrestling fans, it is Wednesday, which means it is time for Pro Wrestling America. This week, coming to you from the Pfizer Forum in Milwaukee. Last week, we saw the big shakeup in the roster with everybody's contract being voided and those wanting to come back to a smaller contract. Not necessarily in price, but in length of time in the PWA, we're able to come back. So now I said there was going to be a very big card this week. And so I give to you PWA Goes Dusty. Dusty Rhodes is, I have to say, one of my favorite bookers. He was one that did not put himself in the spotlight. I mean, yes, okay, he did book himself in a years and years long feud with the Horsemen, but... Really, when you got guys like Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, um, Barry Windham, I mean, who are you going to have on the other side as the good guy? I mean, yes, you have to at least turn one of them. So you turn Lex to a to a babyface so that he can help Dusty. But then what? You get like the Midnight Express or something? It's like no. I mean, you get. You have to have somebody who can be, is able to stand up to them. Not necessarily have to be the title holder at any time, but to be able to just have great matches with them and to continue to move along the feud. But sometimes, Dusty had this habit of just letting feuds hang. And so, he would do this by having double disqualifications, double countouts, you know, basically... No movement in there by having the matches just end up in a draw. So we got a little bit of that for you this week. But first, as soon as the episode opens, you have Chris Candido making his way out to the ring. And he calls out his tag team partner, Ravishing Rick Rude. Starting to berate him about the title loss. Because, of course, Rude is the one who got pinned. So Rude is the one who lost the titles. But Rude is also the one who Candido hit over the head with a chair on accident. Because, I mean, granted, Chris Candido, Rick Rude, a tag team like that, you're not expecting the Nightmares to beat them on their own. But Candido berates Rude Rude tries to have a moment to where he can say something, but Candido keeps interrupting him. And finally, Rude just decides to start to walk away because Candido has flipped his lid and can't control his temper anymore. Well, Candido attacks Rude as he tries to get out of the ring and just beats on him until Austin Idol makes the save. Very similar to last week when... Rick Rude made the save on Austin Idol as he was getting bloodied up by David Von Erich. As Idol and Rude make their way back up to the entrance ramp, Candido demands a match with Idol tonight, and Idol readily agrees. So we'll see that. That actually will end up being one of the double main events of the evening. But before that, we go through the undercard. First match in a grand series for 
the Strong Army Guns for Hire feud and Dusty Rhodes' portion of this program. First match, Jimmy Golden from the Guns for Hire facing off against Savannah Jack. Not necessarily part of the Strong Army, but when you have six guys feuding with five, you need somebody else to come in to take that sixth spot on occasion. So that is Savannah Jack. But this match doesn't go very far, and Tommy Young throws it out in 2 minutes 47 seconds as a no contest because the smoking guns come out and jump on Savannah Jack. Brad and Steve Armstrong jump on Golden. All six are fighting it out in the ring by the time Young gets back up from his feet from getting knocked over by a wild uh, flying forearm from Savannah Jack. So no contest in this match, and everybody gets separated by security and brought back to the dressing rooms. We think everything is okay. But no contest between Jimmy Golden and Savannah Jack. Next match, television title on the line, Buzz Sawyer defending against T.D. Still. And just like last week with Gino Hernandez, T.D. offers a great match for Buzz Sawyer, but Buzz does get the win when T.D. Steele staggers out of the corner from missing a splash into a bulldog for the pin. Your winner and still television champion, Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, in a time of 9 minutes, 29 seconds. Next match goes on with Bart Gunn facing off against Nightmare Danny Davis. And in this match, their tag team partners are right next to them. So Billy Gunn is in Bart's corner. Ken Wayne is in Davis's corner. And they both get involved in the match to the point where Nick Patrick just says, after a minute and 16 seconds, you know, we're done. I'm throwing it out because they're all over the place. Everybody's balling with everybody. And again, security has to separate the four men. Next match has, again, Strong Army, Guns for Hire. Steve Carino, one half of the World Tag Team Champions, against one half of the newly crowned American Tag Team Champions, Nightmare Ken Wayne. Christopher Daniels comes down at the end of the previous match to help bloody both Nightmares. And then Armstrong's come out to break up the fight. Nick Patrick and Tommy Young announced that both of them will referee the rest of the matches between these two stables. I come out and declare that the rest of the matches will have two referees. But I also declare that the matches will also be lumberjack matches. All other members of the Strong Army and Guns for Hire are barred from ringside. Only the lumberjacks and the combatants. And all the lumberjacks would be outside of the feud. Carino and Wayne barely get involved in the match before the smoking guns start to battle with the lumberjacks on one side. Daniels and Funk use the distraction to storm the ring from the other side, from the ringside seats. They are followed by the Armstrong brothers. And Patrick calls for the bell to disqualify Carino. Young wants to disqualify Wayne. The two argue until they are knocked out of the ring by the brawl. The Armstrongs challenge the guns to get into the ring, but the guns point to the lumberjacks and shrug their arms. 
Eventually, Rasta, one of the lumberjacks, throws Billy Gunn into the ring. He rolls to the feet of the Armstrongs. But before the Armstrongs have the chance to double-team Billy Gunn, I come out again with a look of disgust on my face. Falling behind me are 11 men with cages on dollies. I say, I tried to do this in a sensible manner, but you guys won't let these matches happen. Now I've reached my last straw. I'm seriously considering firing all of you for your blatant disregard for the rules of wrestling, but I have to find new wrestlers to replace you quickly. After taking a breath, I continue, since the lumberjacks didn't work, these cages should keep everyone out of the matches. Everyone in the Guns for Hire and the Strong Army that is not involved in a match that is going on in the ring will be in these 11 cages surrounding the ringside area. And they will remain in there for the rest of the evening so I can keep an eye on you. The wrestlers are very displeased, especially when I call out the rest of them that are in the dressing room to enter the cages. I threaten to strip the titles of anyone not complying and not give any further title shots. Finally, Billy Gunn and Steve Armstrong are left in the ring. The other nine members involved in the feud are locked away in the cages out of reach of the ring to interfere. I dismiss the Lumberjacks back to the dressing room and thank them for their service tonight. Hopefully this works. Steve and Billy start to have a good match. As they are tied up along the ropes, Eddie Gilbert and Raven storm the ring and take both of them out of the ring with clotheslines over the top rope. Gilbert and Raven climb back out of the ring and grab the wrestlers and throw them into the empty cages. The other nine cages rattle as the rest of the wrestlers seek to help out their stablemates, especially when Gilbert and Raven slam the cage doors on Billy and Steve's heads. Missy tells the men assigned to each cage to lock the doors. Bobby Heenan grabs her from behind, but he gets leveled by Gilbert. Raven grabs a couple of chairs and throws them into the ring. Gilbert rolls Heenan into the ring as Raven sets up the chairs. Gilbert whips Heenan into the ropes. Raven takes him down with a drop toehold into the chairs. The guns for hires cages continue to rattle violently until Funks and Bart's cages topple over with the cage door trapped against the floor. Again, a double disqualification in a time of 2 minutes, 35 seconds in the match between Billy Gunn and Steve Armstrong. Alright, so we had everybody in the feud in cages, but it still comes out as a double disqualification from outside interference because Gilbert grabs the mic and says that he and Raven are sick and tired of everything in the PWA being centered around the guns for hire and the weak army. Missy adds that there are better wrestlers in the PWA than these caged animals. Gilbert glorifies himself and Raven as the two greatest wrestlers in the PWA. He puts the entire roster on notice that they will make everyone know just how great they are. Raven takes the mic from Gilbert and challenges Honky Tonk Man. He also slights Chris Adams as his opponent because Honky Tonk Man is too scared to face him in a real match. Didn't he just face him in a scaffold match last week? 
Raven apparently has a short memory, short-term memory loss. Raven continues to berate Adams until Adams' music starts. Adams, Honky Tonk Man, and Sunshine appear at the entrance ramp. As they walk down the aisle, Adams rebuffs Raven's pitiful challenge. He says that Raven would be nothing without Gilbert behind him. As they climb into the ring, Young and Patrick try to keep the six people separated. The cages around the ringside area continue to rattle loudly as the inhabitants demand to be released. David Manning comes down to the ring and instructs Gilbert and HTM to leave the ringside area. He also excuses Young and Patrick so that he can referee this match. Gilbert starts to complain, but Manning stops him with the simple, There are more cages in the back if you want one. Gilbert quietly steps out of the ring. Raven starts to speak to Honky Tonk Man again, but Adam nails him with a forearm. As Manning calls for the bell, Tommy Young and Nick Patrick escort Eddie Gilbert and Honky Tonk Man away from the ring. Missy and Sunshine climb out of the ring to take their places in their proper corners. Raven and Adams have a great match that starts to redeem the entire card this week because of all the garbage that's happened in the other matches. Missy tries to get involved a couple of times, but Sunshine pulls her off the apron each time. About the 15-minute mark, Sunshine pulls Missy off the ring apron for a third time and slaps her across the face. The women start catfighting outside the ring. Adams, Raven, and Manning have to leave the ring to separate them. When they are placed back in their corners, Adams and Raven climb back into the ring. Missy slips Raven a pair of brass knuckles. Adams connects with the super kick to Raven's chin as he turns around. The brass knuckles fly out of Raven's hand. Adams picks them up. Missy tries to get Manning's attention, but Sunshine is distracting him on the other side of the ring. Adams waits for Raven to get to his feet. Adams swings wildly with the brass knuckles, but Raven ducks. He shoves Adams into the ropes near Missy. Adams tries to hold onto the ropes, but Missy nails him with her purse. Adam, or Raven rolls Adams up for a pin as Manning finally gets Sunshine off the ring apron. Sunshine is shocked as Raven's hand is raised as he gets the win in a time of 19 minutes, 13 seconds. Now we have a grudge match. Non-title. The Illinois heavyweight champion, Honky Tonk Man, demanded a match against Gino Hernandez because of his interference in the scaffold match last week. And so, Gino has his match. But eventually, Gino gets fed up with the match, and he rolls out of the ring. He grabs Honky Tonk Man's Illinois heavyweight title and slams it over Honky Tonk Man's head to purposely get the disqualification in a time of 12 minutes, 23 seconds. Gino continues to stomp on him. Dirty white boy Tony Anthony comes down to the ring, starts double-teaming Honky Tonk Man as well until Chris Adams comes back down to the ring and evens up the sides, and Gino and Tony Anthony roll out of the ring and head back to the dressing room. Beaten up a little bit, but Honky Tonk Man still comes away with the win by disqualification. Next match, match number eight on the card tonight. Fallen Angel Christopher Daniels of the Guns for Hire facing off against Eric Embry from the Strong Army. And Daniels and Embry have a quick match once their cages are open. They tear into each other 
and neither one of them wants to obey the rules. Finally, Tommy Young has to stop the match and orders both men back into their cages. Chris Adams and Honky Tonk Man rush the ring to help separate the wrestlers and return them to their cages. Once they're locked away, nine of the cages are escorted out of the ringside area. The two remaining cages are open. Terry Funk and Brad Armstrong, the two guys who have not fought yet tonight. Funk starts tearing into Brad as soon as he gets close. The referees call for the bell as they get back into the ring. They almost get started with some offense when the other nine, having just been released from their cages in the dressing room, storm the ring. Young and Patrick throw up their hands, call for the bell, and leave the ring. I stop the referees on their way back to the dressing room. I ask them where they think they're going. Nick Patrick grabs the mic from me. This is the last match between these two guys tonight. We tried two referees. We tried lumberjacks. We tried cages. And the cages were working until you released everyone before this match was over. We're done for the night. Patrick and Young walk away as the rest of the roster comes down to help clear the ring. In the midst of the melee, Bobby Heenan hands Terry Funk his branding iron and a lighter. Funk lights up the branding iron, gets ready to burn Brad, but Terry Gordy grabs the lit branding iron away from Funk. Funk starts to argue with Gordy, and Gordy jams the lit end of the branding iron into Funk's chest. Order is finally restored so we can return to our two final matches. All 11 men have not only been escorted out of the ring, but out of the arena as well. Last two matches, the two dueling main events, we could probably say. First match, special challenge from the beginning of the evening, Chris Candido versus Austin Idol. And Idol and Candido have a wonderful match. They are very well suited against each other and are able to do a great number of counters for each other's moves. They get the crowd really into it. But Candido picks up the win when Rude runs down to the ring and nails him with a chair, giving him the disqualification for his partner. Idol is barely able to pull Root off of Candido as Root starts just pounding on him after he jumps into the ring. And Idol escorts Candido back to the dressing room area. Why does Idol take his opponent who had challenged him to this match away? Because, well, Rick Rude is in the next match. Second main event, Rick Rude facing off against Terry Gordy. And so Rude waits for his opponent as Idol and Candido leave. He asks Gordy to bring Candido back along. He wants let him finish the job that he just started. But Gordy comes out alone. Rude and Gordy have a good match beginning to build when Candido interferes in the same way Rude did. Chair shot to the head right in front of the referee. Candido gets ready to pile drive Rude on the chair but Gordy nails him with a vicious kick to the shoulder that sends Candido flying out of the ring. Gordy helps Rude back to his feet and asks for the mic. Gordy demands a match against Candido next week in Chicago. 
Candido waves him off and walks back to the dressing room. Gordy simply leaves Rude in the ring by himself, following Candido. Now, again, even in the matches that have nothing to do with the feud, we still have disqualifications. Why? Well, that's just what happens when a tag team falls apart. And that is exactly what's happening here. We are splitting up Chris Candido and Rick Rude and putting them in a feud together because we are nearing the end of the Strong Army Guns for Hire feud. And this will not end the way that the Gen 3 Extreme Horseman feud ended, where it was a, you know, losers leave PWA forever. But it'll be an interesting way to build up. But that is coming in the near future. So I wonder if Dusty would be proud of all the just disqualifications and no contests all over the place. And what is the point of it? Just to make it a little more difficult. Just to make it a little more enticing to come back next week. Because what's going to happen next week? How are we going to keep the strong army and the guns for hire into a spot where we have order and we can have an actual match happen where most of the matches can last more than two, two and a half minutes. You have to come back next week and find out. But next week, we also have a few other matches scheduled on the card. We have a rematch of Buzz Sawyer and Savannah Jack for the television title. We have David Von Erich defending the world heavyweight title against Rick Rude, wanting him to pay for his being involved in the match against Austin Idol on the third. And that he has also asked for a cage match so Rude can't run away. We'll also have the Illinois heavyweight champion, Honky Tonk Man, defending the title against Gino Hernandez. And then I'm sure we'll have something going on with Eddie Gilbert and Raven and Chris Adams involved in the mix as well. But you'll have to come back next week and find out. Yes, this has been a very dusty finish for all of this. But sometimes that's just fun. Because you need sometimes those cards that where everything is just all up in the air so that we can have a point to go, okay, here's where it needs to go. And well, now the chaos is all ensued. Everybody is close to getting fired from the PWA. What is going to happen? What am I going to do with all of these wrestlers who just want to tear into each other? Come back next week and find out. This is Southern Dynamite, your favorite promoter with Pro Wrestling America, your favorite fantasy wrestling promotion on the internet, telling you to have a great week. Come back for Pro Wrestling America next week, but also be here for the Confessional Corners on Monday, the Digging Deeper into the Psalms on Thursdays. Get the theology part of the Wrestling with Theology podcast as well. Until next time, we'll see you later.